Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs, will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you. I will fight for you. And I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you.
You are entering the Rory Sauter Show, home of America's Man of the Hour and home of America's biggest Trump supporters. Climb aboard and buckle up your seatbelt because this is a wild ride. Nothing but unfiltered talk and the hardcore truth. Mega, mega, mega. listening to the Rory Sodder Show. This is Rory Sodder. Great to be back with you. Happy Tuesday. Um, we uh, were with you last week. The last time was Thursday. Um, there's been a lot going on. Um, you know, we, um, I, uh, I was going to do a show yesterday, but I had the flu, unfortunately, so I, I was not able to get on the air. Um, and I never cancel shows, so a very rare occurrence that I want to Apologize to my listeners for. Um, lot, lot, big show today. We got best-selling author, talk show host, political strategist, and the executive director of the conservative Hispanic Society, Chris Salcido, will be calling in. We're very excited to hear from him. We have director uh, Gianni Rodriguez Perez on the Perez on the line um, with us. My co-host, as always, what's going on, buddy? Um, and Mike Zolo, Gianni, you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, great, man. Uh, Mike Zolo will be joining us shortly. Um, obviously, the big stuff in the news, you know, there's a lot. Uh, the GOP has recently, the GOP just submitted a resolution for a second special counsel into the FBI election meddling 
Um, we now know that an informant was spying on the Trump campaign before the FBI officially began its probe. So, I mean, this is this, – and then the FBI spy, Stephen Halper, wanted a job in Donald Trump's administration. And for the longest time, guys, everyone, Donald Trump even said last year, I'm being spied on. What did the liberal media – what did they do? They laughed at him. They, you know, they said, oh, yeah, Trump's being spied on. We really believe that by Obama. Well, Trump was right once again. How, how many times, how many times do people have to see Trump's accuracy and, you know, his, his proof? I mean, he, 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 if he says he's going to do something, he does it. I mean, Trump, and, and if he says something's real and true, it is. I mean, he, he's warned us about so many things, and he's been right. He's never been, he has not been proven wrong. We are talking about something that Trump even said last year. Obama campaign, uh, rumors that the Obama, strong, there's strong sources that said the Obama campaign spied on me. That's what, the, that's what Trump said. And he's right. He's absolutely right. We are now seeing all of the evidence come out, guys, and it's coming out like crazy. Um, and you know, to all the idiots out there and people have gotten into shit with me over this, literally, you guys like about what I'm, what I'm about to say about, well, we're going to get into a trade war with China. You know what, guys, we just reached a 370 billion with a B dollar U S trade deal with China to reduce our deficit. China also just slashed tariffs on all the car imports and that's going to help ginormously for every, every, I mean, it's everybody wins in this. And for everybody that said a trade war was going to start and people messaging me online on social media trying to start stuff with me, saying I'm promoting, uh, you know, all this bad stuff by encouraging Trump to hold the Chinese accountable and make our, you know, trade balance fair and reduce the deficit. I was right. And I also said, you can go back and listen to my shows, said it many times, Trump is going to win this war. He's going to win this trade war. Trump, Trump always wins. Nobody wants to cross Trump. Nobody wants to. Nobody, nobody will, uh, you know, you know, try to call his bluff or try to mess with him because they do not. They know he does not play games. He's a straight shooter. He's firm. He's direct, and you know, he's as good as it gets. I mean, he's as. I mean, he's doing more for this country. I mean, the. the the amount of um, leadership that he brings to the table and negotiation skills, and we've never seen anything like this in political history. I mean, this is, this is unreal. Um, I do want to play a clip, though, real quick. Gianni, you there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, uh, if you want to make, make – if you have any comments, man, go ahead. I want to get your, you know, your thoughts, but we have a lot of things to – Real quick, we have a lot of things to get to. Those were just some of the big opening uh, headlines for today that I wanted to just kind of um, lay out. But I'm going to be talking about a lot of these headlines in, in, in detail, too. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, I really agree with uh, your opening statement. And I really I love that you said uh, think about, being up to think about China. And I agree, you know, it's just like it's time that every time where people like Trump is not going to do this, he's not going to do that, he's not going to be president, he's not, he always turns around and does it. So 
So I really right. believe, like, like, I love it. I love what Trump is doing, and I love that he's sticking it to the face of all of them that doubted him. Yeah, I mean, we've never, we've never seen um, anything to this degree in political history. I mean, this Donald J. Trump is on a whole nother level. I mean, this guy makes everybody else look like chopped liver. I mean, this guy is a profound machine that, I mean, can pretty much do the impossible. I mean, we've seen it with our own eyes. And, you know, however the mainstream media tries to downplay it, you know, it's just getting stupid and to the point where they're just getting ridiculous, you know, the, the, the mainstream media. The, some, the, some, they don't even give him the credit that, you know, he deserves. But if it was Obama, they'd be uh, getting on their knees. All up his ass, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, um, it's disgraceful. But um, first of all, I'm going to play this clip. Uh, Pompeo outlines – this is another big thing that uh, Pompeo, Mike Pompeo, director, uh, head of the FBI, um, he today – actually, Mike, Mike Pompeo, he's the, no, he's, the sec- he, he's, the, he's the secretary of state. My bad. Um, but anyways, Mike Pompeo is um, basically outlining the Iran nuke deal uh, – of how we're how we're closing it, how we're you know uh, proceeding forward uh, with how Trump uh, you know totally uh, destroyed this deal, uh, but it basically puts everything into perspective. Play this clip real quick because obviously you know the Iran nuke deal has been a huge topic the last couple of weeks, and we've talked a lot about it. But um, this was just on Fox News like earlier today. But uh, one three, the path forward. America's commitment to the Iran strategy President Trump laid down in October remains. It will now be executed outside of the JCPOA. We'll continue to work with allies to counter the Iran's destabilizing activities in the region, block their financing of terror, and address Iran's proliferation of missiles and other advanced weapon systems that threaten peace and stability. We will also ensure Iran has no path to a nuclear weapon. Not now, not ever. Following our withdrawal from the JCPOA, President Trump has asked me to achieve these goals on Iran. We'll pursue those goals along several lines of effort. First, we will apply unprecedented financial pressure on the Iranian regime. The leaders in Tehran will have no doubt about our seriousness. Thanks to our colleagues at the Department of Treasury, sanctions are going back in full effect and new ones are coming. Last week, we imposed sanctions on the head of Iran's central bank and other entities that were funneling money to the IRGC Quds Force. They were also providing money to Hezbollah and other terrorist organizations. The Iranian regime should know that this is just the beginning. The sting of sanctions will be painful if the regime does not change its course from the unacceptable and unproductive path it has chosen to one that rejoins the League of Nations. These will indeed end up being the strongest sanctions in history when we are complete. The regime has been fighting all over the Middle East for years. After our sanctions come in force, it will be battling to keep its economy alive. Iran will be forced to make a choice, either fight to keep its economy off life support at home or keep squandering precious wealth on fights abroad. It will not have the resources. I love that guy, don't you, Gianni? I mean, he Pompeo is as authentic and yeah. Tough. yeah. I mean, Absolutely. this guy's the real deal. Trump made a great hire, man. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. He totally make a great hire. And, you know, it's just like I'm really – it's just sometimes you ever wake up and you're like, am I living in yeah. a dream right now? Like, because the right. way Trump and, you know, in his cabinet, you know, I know he had to make a few adjustments, but, you know, Pompeo yeah. and everybody, it's like a dream come true for every American. I mean, he's getting stuff yeah. done in his – in his first way, his first go, like this is even his second I know, term yet. I and sat down with Kim so Jong Un. <laughs> yeah, like it, exactly. What president has ever done that? They've talked. And, they've said, and, let's, oh, and let's the Secretary of State Pompeo went over yeah. there a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and you know, I I, I think that Trump tug talk is actually working, and I love it. Yeah. But you know, yeah. here, here's one thing. Here's here's one thing that I always like to say. I always want to know when Trump ends this term. Like, what is going to be, what else is going to be on the agenda? Because honestly, if you ask me, I feel like every, a lot of stuff, most stuff is going to be done in his first term. Honestly, if you ask me. So I want to know what else could he possibly do but keep America great, like he said his new slogan would be. You know, but the whole Pompeo thing, I really love it. And I think it's just a time come true, a dream come true. You know, and, it, and it's happening, and, you know, I, I'm going to be able to tell my grandchildren about when we stole, we got America back. And, you know, I think it's just great, you know. It truly is, man. I mean, it, you know, we have, you know, we just have so much, you know, there's so much good stuff going on, but, you know, so much to look forward to. But here, here's something very disturbing. I want to get back to my main headline, which is, the FBI informant situation. So, uh, yeah. I mean, this is really dirty. So the Obama administration was paying this FBI informant before this was during while Trump was running for president. And, and Obama paid this guy throughout 2016 to spy on the Trump campaign and be an FBI informant. And the, the like Obama's, um, you know, FBI, you know, especially John Brennan, a lot of these people were behind it and it's extremely dirty. And there's apparently now there's more than one in, uh, there could be more than one informant. So, uh, you know, there's more and more stuff coming out and, you know, this whole, um, you know, special counsel coming out to investigate Mueller and these guys, I think is great. Um, you know, because we all know that, um, this this whole Trump thing was a setup. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw in an article where it was like, if Obama sent a FBI informant, it was to protect Trump. Who yeah. actually in their right fucking mind would believe that? That that Obama is out to protect Trump when it's the opposite party. Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah, that's what Eric people, does. Swall Dick. Swall Dick from California said, he's out, he's doing it to protect him. That's why they spied on Trump, to protect yeah, him. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then the Democrat chief believed that crap. Are, are you like, you have to be dumb to believe what Eric Swall Dick says from yeah, California, the, FBI, the guy that wants that to take everybody's gun. That is their main purpose, to try to find something bad. It's not yeah. to help. The FBI is not out to help you. The FBI is right. out to find something bad and prosecute you. But right. let's talk about, you know, what Trump said, that he's going to hire somebody and all this other stuff. Like I told you, yes. I honestly believe that something is going to come out of this. Something's already A lot has come out of it about Obama, you know, paying this thing. And it just shows how corrupt the administration was. 
I mean, nobody would believe you. They were like, oh, Obama, he's a good guy. He's a cool guy. It, everybody believed it. Even I believed it at some point. But, you know, the more you dig deep, they're very sneaky at what they do. Because Obama had the government in his hands. He had the Democratic Party in his hands. He has the FBI, you know, with uh, James Comey. Uh, think about it. With James Comey, the head of the FBI, and we already know James Comey is with the Democrats already. You I mean, you've seen his family. His family were at March for Lives, and there were Hillary Clinton supporters. So it's obviously who he supported. So with all that uh, connections in his hands, he can do what he wants without anybody correcting him. These are not the good old days of the FBI like back, you know, back in the day where they would you right. know, go to people that were communists, obviously communists, even if you were Hollywood superstars. They suspect the Hollywood superstars of being communism. Those, those days are gone, totally gone. This FBI and this government is corrupt, and now Trump has come to drain the swamp. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. We know that. But I think it's real good what he's doing, uh, hiring someone. Oh, absolutely. 100%. 100%. Um, I'm going to play this clip, though. Um, and this is, this is, like, very disturbing. This FBI informant – no, this isn't the FBI informant. This is an ex-Trump campaign, um, ex-Trump campaign manager um, that you just got you got to hear. This, this is absolutely disturbing. He was on Tucker earlier, and uh, he's the one that's saying there's more than one informant. Uh, one five. Right now, though, we have a rare first-hand account from the center of maybe the greatest scandal in modern political history, the FBI spying on the 2016 Trump campaign for nearly two years. Obama administration officials and their dutiful lackeys in the press hysterically denied any of that even happened. Now we know that it did happen. The Obama administration used government agencies to surveil a rival campaign. There's no denying that now. So instead, the usual apologists are claiming it was a good thing, in fact. They were spying on Trump to protect him. And by the way, you have no right to know anything about it. Even asking a question is a sign of disloyalty. Shut up and obey. No, thanks. Tonight, we have a direct account of what happened, the first full interview with a Trump campaign official who apparently was targeted by an FBI spy. Tim Clovis was a former national co-chairman of the Trump campaign. In September of 2016, he says he had a face-to-face -face meeting with a man who was believed to be one of the FBI spies on that campaign. Sam Clovis joins us tonight. Sam, thanks for coming on. So, thanks, Tucker. Thanks for having me on. You believe you had a face-to-face -face encounter with a man paid by Obama's FBI to spy on your campaign. Describe that meeting, if you would. Uh, several days before the September 1st meeting, I had the opportunity to receive emails from uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Halper. Uh, Dr. Halper had sent emails uh, using the imprimatur of him uh, knowing Carter Page um, and asked for a, a sit-down with me. Uh, he just wanted to uh, come in and discuss uh, foreign policy and uh, to provide some, what he thought might be uh, his, some of his writings that would be able to contribute and help us uh, in, the, in the campaign. Uh, I arranged that meeting. Uh, we had that meeting in Washington, D.C. on the 1st of September. Uh, it lasted about an hour. Uh, had the opportunity to discuss uh, over coffee with him uh, his uh, research, and it mostly was focused on China. And then I think after that meeting, and, and it, on the 27th of September, I received an email from him with several attachments. And I can be honest with you, uh, uh, Tucker, I haven't even opened those attachments to this day. I have no idea what was in them, but they were mostly titled papers that dealt with China. 
I think he used my meeting as a as a using my uh, uh, meeting as a bona fides with uh, George Papadopoulos to have a meeting with him that I did not know about that was subsequent to uh, to my meeting with him on the first of September. So you didn't know him before. He emailed you cold. No, I did not. W no. When did you begin uh, it just this? Came, it was a. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I just got the email from uh, from uh, Stefan the, the, that asked for the meeting, and he used the fact that he knew Carter Page, and of course right. Carter had been associated with our campaign. At what point did you begin to suspect he was working for the FBI, seeking to gather information surreptitiously on the campaign? Well, my, our meeting was like two faculty members in the faculty lounge, so I didn't think anything of it until I saw the reporting that started to come out. Uh, only recently, and then I started to put two and two together, and then it started to make sense to me that perhaps he was probing to find uh, a weak spot in our campaign, uh, someone who might be uh, vulnerable to uh, uh, connecting uh, things back to uh, those elusive uh, 30,000 emails that uh, supposedly the Russians had. And I really think that was what his task was, was to find, to, to create an audit trail uh, back to those emails from someone in the campaign or someone associated with the campaign uh, so that they could develop a stronger case for probable cause to continue uh, to issue warrants and, and, uh, and to further uh, an investigation. Because I really felt, uh, after hearing all of these other things and listening to, to uh, the reports that I've, I've read, that this truly was an effort to build something that did not exist. And I really think that was what his mission was. Why haven't you read the attachments to his emails? Well, at, at one, I was busy. I worked 16 to 20 hours a day. Uh, we already had a lot of help on, on uh, foreign policy in the areas of China. Um, I really didn't think that they were going to contribute anything. And frankly, I've gone back and reviewed all, all my emails. I didn't report that meeting uh, to anyone in the campaign, so the meeting was of no consequence to me as far as anything I could remember. And I, I, I've looked through all of my personal emails and, and everything, and I can't find a record of it at all. Interesting. But that meeting may have played a key role in a much larger story. Sam, thank you for that account. Appreciate it. Well, it's great. Thanks for having me on tonight, Tucker. Appreciate it. Thank you. Absolute insanity. This is insanity. This is the absolute... <clears throat> Biggest corruption political scandal in history. I mean, this is something that my audience, listen to me for one second. Take a, look at, listen to this. Imagine if Bush did this to the Obama campaign. Imagine if it was the other way around and this happened to Democrats. They would be flipping their shit. They would be totally crying, playing the victim. I mean, they would be losing it. And for them to not, to, have to, you know, totally make up this false narrative of a Russia uh, dossier that never existed, and, and for them to, you know, hire this informant, and we all know why this FBI informant was hired and to spy on the Trump campaign. You know, obviously Obama, you know, his, his cronies hired you know, uh, this guy, and we know this, and they wanted to know what Trump was doing, and they wanted, they, they just in case Trump won, they even wanted this guy to have a job in the campaign, this FBI informant. 
So th- this, you know, this is absolutely, um, I mean, there is so much corruption here. There, there is so much corruption. And it's, I've never seen anything like it. And for the Democrats to totally flip it around on us and, you know, say that Trump's lying, Trump, you know, the Republican is just another Republican conspiracy. No. I mean, all this evidence is coming out slowly and slowly. We're seeing it on a daily basis, on a daily basis. It's a pattern. It it, it just keeps coming. It it comes. And it doesn't stop. Um, and, And this is one of those things that, you know, I can't even I can't even believe we're at this point where well it just goes to show that Obama I mean this another another here's another thing another gives another reason why Obama Barack Hussein Osama was the most corrupt president in the history of politics in the history I mean what what man what what president has you know I mean this has happened you know long to, you know this has happened in the past but not for many years. But it's just so evil, and I can't even describe it. I mean, am I living in a dream? Am I, is, this, is this real? And Obama, totally silent, crickets. And, and you know, some of, his, some of the people that work for him, all, um, you know, they're getting all, they're getting all offended. They're, they're, they're getting all sensitive, and they're getting worried. I mean, there's a lot of people that are panicking. And, you know, you just see, you know, it's, all, it's one thing after the other. I mean, we're going to see more and more and more. But the fact that an FBI informant, if not, there's, there's multiple. There, there's not just one. We're, we're going to see that in the coming days. There's going to be more that come out. Um, I mean, this is, this is unbelievable. I mean, I can't, even, I can't even put this into words how, and this totally goes against, um, this is jail time. A lot of people will be seeing jail time. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Your thought, Gianni. I know you have thoughts on this. What's your thoughts, brother? Yeah, I mean, how, I don't, I don't get how people are so blind to this. I mean, if you just look at James Comey, James Comey was connected to Obama, so that's why Obama did these things and hired an FBI informant. He had a reason. The whole point. It is a witch hunt. Trump has said it from day one when this whole thing, Russia thing, started. It's all a witch hunt to take him down, to take down the American people. It's all about globalism. That's what it's about. The FBI, even when they found the two, uh, the, the text message between the people, they were talking about, we got to take this idiot out. I mean, yeah. how corrupt could it be? I mean, how corrupt? I mean, yep. what else? It's like, what else do you say about that? It's like it's so clear. Things are coming out day by day by day by day, and the FBI informant being in there is just a seal in the coffin for me. It's no longer a conspiracy. I mean, the whole thing was a witch hunt. And, I mean, we even see John Brennan and James Clapper and the people that were in charge lie under oath about this entire yeah! thing. Gosh, man. Lie exactly. under oath. I don't I don't think other people understand about the deep state. I honestly don't think people understand that. People and don't John understand Brent, and how. Here, here's the cra- here's another crazy thing. The whole P dossier is this is just out today, which is will blow your mind. 
the P dossier out today. John Brennan knew it was a fake all along, but he still worked it into the Obama daily briefing, and he called Christopher Steele a credible source. And we all know Christopher Steele's a phony, and he's not a credible source. And it was a whole <laughs> made up. The P dossier, yeah, Trump really pissed on in a shower with a couple of Russian hookers. Come on, man. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing was absolutely absurd. Um, in case you're just joining us, everybody, um, we are talking about the FBI uh, spying scandal, uh, informants getting involved with the Trump campaign. Very, very dirty. Um, guest call-in number is 213-943-3828. Um, what else? I want to play this quick clip, though. Um, so, where is it? Where is it? All righty. Uh, we have a caller on the line. Let's see who's calling it. Hello, thank you for calling the Rory Sauter Show. Who am I speaking with? Hello? Hello, is that is this me? Is that you? Yeah, you're on the line. What's going on? You're calling the Rory hey, Sauter Show. What's up? Chris Salcedo, how you doing? Good, man. What's your name? Chris Salcedo. How are you? Oh, Chris, oh, Chris our, uh, our special guest, uh, best-selling author, talk show host, political strategist, and the executive director of the Conservative, Conservative Hispanic Society. We're very yeah, excited to have you on, Chris. What? I said, is, is, is my watch fast? Did I call out the right time? <laughs> yeah, you're perfect. I just didn't see a number. It was uh, an anonymous uh, number. I have your number saved, so, you know, I was expecting oh. to see your, your number pop up, but it just said anonymous, so I just thought it was a regular caller, but Good to have you on. We're very happy to have you here. Obviously, we have a lot to discuss. Um, Gianni, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, perfect. Well, Chris, I, uh, you know, first of all, um, please um, tell us about yourself, uh, you know, your background, um, you know, just everything you're doing. Obviously, you're doing a lot of great stuff in the political realm. Uh, you know, you're very pro-Trump. You're a, uh, a dedicated patriot. And, uh, you know, you're, you're fighting a lot of this uh, illegal immigration stuff. Yeah, we're trying the best we can anyway. Uh, my origins, I, I came from Southern California, San Diego, and yeah. uh, got to the promised land, as I call it, Texas, as soon as I possibly could back in 2006. I, was, I have a background in television news and radio news and yep. decided to, that, I, that I got tired of having individuals and in all the bias tell me what to report when I wanted to report on important stuff like Obamacare or illegal immigration. I was told to go cover the county fair or stand out in the middle of a rainstorm. And I said, ah, that's not what I want to do with my career. I want to do something that, that matters. So I got into the two opinion and talk. Very nice. Very nice. So, okay. So you the whole, explain to me the uh, conservative Hispanic society. How it, um, you know, how what it all entails, how it works. Um, you're the director there, so you have a huge position there. Um, you obviously, um, you know, it's a, a a popular a popular establishment as well. Yeah, well, you know, I actually let me start at, at the beginning when I was in San Diego. I was 
uh, a good conservative talk show host friend of mine by the name of Roger Hedgecock. I was uh, a contributor to his program, even though I was doing news, I was still doing some some contributions to him. And he had turned me on to a uh, an organization called the uh, Republican National Hispanic Assembly. And yeah. this organization was started by the first George Bush, President George Bush. What it turned out being was one of these establishment-type organizations. I had one of their directors tell me one time when I was just a member when I wanted to you know, get in there as a young man and, and stir things up and, and let everybody know that not every Latino is a left-wing nutcase. Uh, they said, just, just wait, just wait. Our turn will come. Uh, it turns out these guys in the Republican National Hispanic Assembly just wanted to be invited to cocktail parties, and they really didn't want to be much in the grassroots organization. So when I got to Texas, I ran across a guy by the name of Steve Nevada, who had started the Conservative Hispanic Society, very much active, and noticed there's no Republican in its name. It, it states its values, conservative, conservatism, and that appealed to me. So uh, I'm the executive director. Uh, he is the president, and we have been building up the presence of CHS for a good many years now. And then, as I said, I got out of news, got into talk, and uh, the rest of the day is history. The Conservative Hispanic Society urges the Latino community to vote your values, which are traditionally conservative. I love it. I absolutely love it. And, you know, you, you know, describe, you know, you came here, you came here, you know, you, you came here with your, did your family come here uh, or did you come, you know, did you come here? I'm third generation. Yeah, I'm, I'm third third generation. generation. Yeah. Oh, you're third generation. You were born here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Born and raised in San Diego, believe it or not. Very nice. Okay. 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 Very nice. And so there's obviously a huge problem in San Diego and we know this with illegal immigration, you know, the, the, the reports, you know, with, uh, you know, just, just all the caravans. And we, we, I mean, this has been going on for a long time, but we know that, but you know, there's a new bill out that, you know, could possibly allow crowdfunding for the border wall, which would move it a lot quicker. I mean, what do what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I think it would be – it's fantastic, and I think that – It would take two that, seconds. I, I think everybody would start putting in money, and I think we could do it. In a, I could raise the money in a week if everybody contributes around the United States. No, I think, I think it would happen because that, that's the reason why Donald Trump got elected. Uh, he got elected yeah. because uh, he knew and understood that Americans have been betrayed on illegal immigration by both political parties for the better part of four decades. That the oh, yeah. the establishment in Washington D.C. has betrayed the majority of Americans who do not believe or want illegal immigration, and that's the truth. That this is a bipartisan affliction, and they have been governing against the will of the American people for decades. Oh yeah. Oh 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 one one hundred percent. And you know, obviously, you know, the the Democrats are trying to you know, interfere and, and don't want the wall and are trying to do whatever they can to stop it. So if we can crowdfund it, I mean, I, you know, that's always an alternative. If, if the Democrats want to keep being difficult or, you know, Trump could just sign an executive order. I mean, it just, there's various options. Right. There are options. I've, I've always been in favor of making Mexico pay for it. And there's a, 
Exactly. Uh, several, yeah, several mechanisms to do that. You know, we give Mexico through trade deals. You know, this is what I. This is my theory on that. And you brought up a good point because I've talked about this many times on my show. Our trade deficit with Mexico, I believe, the last time I checked, is about seventy-eight billion with a B billion dollars. The wall will only cost nine billion. You know, they could pay it back. You know, an economic deal. I mean, it's very, very simple. Well, we give we give a lot of aid to Mexico every single year. I would, if I were the president, inform Mexico that aid is going to be contingent on oh, yeah. on them providing some material support for the building of the wall, and also their fourth. Well, the last time I checked, it may, it may be the biggest industry now, but the last time I checked, it was the fourth largest industry. It's something called remittances, and remittances are illegal aliens coming in to the United States. And sending home money back to Mexico, and that's hundreds of billions of dollars. And we can tax that money because we control the banking system. We control the mailing system that goes out of this country. Uh, illegals will not deport. They will not self-deport to transport the money themselves because there's a likelihood they may not get back in. So they'll have to send it over the mail, and if we detect that this is money that's being sent over the mail – We'll find out its origins. We can tax it. We can put a nice little sticker on it. The post office has this technology. Nice little sticker saying we've taken our 15% and that uh, this is your, your contribution to the wall fund, and we'll send the rest down to your family in Mexico or Central America or wherever it's going. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, they're, they're, I agree. I mean, they're, that's, that's a good because if you – I mean, think about it. And I've always said this for many times. Mexico needs us more than we need them. They were, Mexico relies on us for a lot of things. And if you've noticed, uh, you know, with all these different world leaders, we are being finally respected again. I mean, you know, people don't cross Trump. You know, they listen to the guy. They, they, they respect him. And, you know, they don't want to lose out, you know, because they know Trump is firm and direct. And, you know, he won't, uh, you know, put up with any BS or any, uh, you know, nonsense deals. Like well, Obama, yeah, like Obama let, you know, everyone take advantage of us. Well, see, Obama, see, every, a lot of people think that Obama was just some sort of pushover and, and uh, just allowed the world a, a pansy, you know, kind of a, a, beta, a beta male. Obama was, was far from that. Barack Obama was complicit, was supportive of the world's despots and dictators and enemies of America. If, if oh, yeah. you were an enemy, enemy, enemy to America, Barack Obama loved you, and he, he yep. sought ways to make sure that you had our money and you had our support. Conversely, if you were a friend to America like Israel or our traditional allies in Europe, Barack Obama slapped you upside the head. That was just his way of doing, of doing business. He hated this country, still hates this country. And his administration operated as such. Yeah, I mean, and the whole the whole Barack Obama. I mean, you look at that, and I mean, you're absolutely right. Look at all the look at the Iran deal. I mean, look at all of the the you know it was it was all that money in cash dropped you know dropped off to them plus gave them billions of dollars. You know, and then let's talk about all the, you know, you know, dirty stuff he did in the Middle East. I mean, Obama. I mean, it's one thing after the other. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, I think part of the reason 
that uh, one of the big reasons. He sympathized with Islam. Well, well, yeah, and, and well, not only did he sympathize with with Islam, but he bashed Christianity and he bashed Judaism. I every mean, day. Barack Obama, every day, Barack yeah. Obama was seriously uh, uh, antithetical to the American experience. He didn't like he the was, American experience, and he sought to change it. And, and here's the thing: you remember when he said this is no longer a Christian nation? Remember when he said that? Right. No, I do. I mean, are you the, the guy? I, I I can't even believe he said that because if you look, this is absolutely a Christian nation. It's it's all it's eighty percent Christian almost. I mean, this is a Christian nation. I mean, they, they, when you have the majority, it, it's a Christian nation. <laughs> well, true, and not to mention our Judeo-Christian principles that this nation, our constitution, our laws were founded upon, uh, of course, yep. uh, progressives and liberals like rewriting history. That's what they do. They don't teach the real stuff, and they rewrite uh, – they don't t- teach the old stuff, and they rewrite it as new to fit their own political ideology. And that's uh, unfortunately a failing of, of we conservatives abandoning our government-run schools to these, these progressives. That's something we must change. Hey, Rory. Oh, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I got a question for Mr. Chris. Uh, so, all right. With Obama coming here, you know, and, you know, people are like, oh, was he born in Hawaii? Was he born in Kenya? You know, nobody knows. And then, you know, he comes to NYU and people at Columbia and people are like, oh, classmates are like, I've never seen him a day in my life. And then you had him going to Harvard. My thing is, when do you think the change in him started happening? Do you believe he was groomed by special people in the government that knew his time was going to come to be president and destroy the country? Or do you believe he kind of switched once he got in office? Because I remember when he first got in office, you know, he was not for abortion. You know, he called himself a Christian. Do you think that was just all like a fad to get in? Or do you really think that he was really hand chosen and groomed for this position at this time to try to destroy America? Well, I, I, Barack Obama is just a, there's nothing special about Barack Obama. Barack Obama is your typical leftist. I, I mean, you can look at you can look at uh, all of the world's leftists who want to grab power for power's sake. Uh, Barack Obama is no different than those people. Barack Obama uh, is just like Nancy Pelosi, just like Chuck Toomer, just like any other liberal progressive extremist in Europe. This man. Uh, believes in lying to get whatever he wants, and he lied profusely to get into the Oval Office. And then while he was in the Oval Office, I mean, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. And ISIS is a JV team. If if Bashar al-Assad crosses a red line, then I'm going to do something. I mean, the guy was completely full of of garbage, and and he he never he never told the truth to the American people. As a matter of fact, he looked at it. His job was to con the American people and lie to them so he could do what he could do. I mean, look at everything that's going on with the Mueller investigation in the Department of Justice. Barack Obama corrupted the Department of Justice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Just imagine, he's, just a, he's just a typical lying leftist. I mean, liberals lie. That's what they do. There's nothing special about Barack Obama. His kind of roamed the earth for centuries. Yep. He's Yep. Uh, an anti-American, anti-freedom, anti-prosperity, anti-liberty leftist. That's all. I mean, he, you know, to pinpoint and, and, it, he, I mean, he, he's, he's the closest thing to the Antichrist. 
<laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't give him that much. I mean, that, that's an insult to the yeah, Antichrist, exactly. really. But, uh, you know, you, Obama's not that, Satan, he's not that know, imaginative. Very, very, very Satanish, though. Very Satanish. Uh, well, uh, so how do you, you mean, think he undermines he undermines uh, Christians and he undermines Jews? If he want to, if you, if that makes him satanic, then yeah, okay, I'm, I'll go for that. Yeah. Oh, he. Oh, he. How do you? Then, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, how do you think that? Because you know, once a family is in, whether it's Bush or Clinton, you know, the children always rise to power. I mean, when it comes to globalism and stuff. How do you think it's going to affect his kids? Because, I mean, like, I want to believe his kids are good people. But, like, every other family, the kids are always grown to do the same thing. Because, you know, we have every generation where somebody comes, destroys America, and then you got to bring somebody in like Trump to make America great again. So it happens every generation where something bad happens to America and somebody has to restore it. So how do you think that's affecting his kids? Are his kids different than him or is he a different person at home as a family man? And cause I, a lot of people I know want, want to know that, like they think Obama is this good guy. You know, you see him with his family and things of that nature. And I know, I don't believe he is, but I don't, I don't think, how he do you is think that's going to affect his kids? Like, how's that going to well, affect his kids? Like, is his kids good people or they're blinded or, you know, yeah. Oh, they're, they're, they're just, again, Kim Jong, look at, look at Kim Jong-un. His daddy was a dictator. His daddy before him was a dictator. I mean, you 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 emulate how you're taught. Look at uh, Chelsea yeah. Clinton. Uh, mommy yeah. was a shyster. Daddy was a shyster, and she's she's gonna run for office because this is how they make their money. They can't do it entrepreneurially. They don't have the imagination to to be entrepreneurs. So they go in and they scam government. They get they they scam you into giving them power so they can enrich themselves. You know, I, I got to laugh. I I had some liberal call up my show and basically. Got got in my face about Donald Trump going light on ZTE, which I think was kind of a mistake. The Chinese government's uh, the company that's making electronics that's spying on us, you know. So, so right. Trump went a little easy on them, and uh, I, this liberal was alleging that Trump did that because the Trump organization is doing a deal in, a, in some part of the world where there's a Trump hotel that the Chinese are investing money in. There's a resort that the Chinese are investing money in. And I said, you know, yeah. what is it with you? You have no problem with Harry Reid showing up dirt poor and retiring from Congress, a multimillionaire. You have no problem with Pelosi or Obama raising his net worth by hundreds of millions of dollars. But, yeah. but Trump comes into office, a self-made man, and he's got hundreds of uh, billions of dollars already. He doesn't need – he's not even taking a salary. He's giving his salary to the, to the, uh, to the VA every single month, yeah. and you want to you decry his business that continues without him. It's just it's they're they're disingenuous. So as far as as far as Barack Obama and what his kids are going to be like, they're probably going to be leftists. I mean, I saw one of his daughters smokes dope just like he did when he was in school. So, I mean, the apples don't fall too far from the tree. But that's how they're raised. They're raised to disrespect America. They're raised to to hate certain groups. I mean, they're not unlike any other family in the country. You you come with I was I was raised. As a Roman Catholic, you know, I, to, to respect life and to, Me too. and to have conservative values. And yeah, we, were all, we, we are all products of our environment, so I would imagine that Sasha and Malia will be good little leftists just like mommy and daddy are. Makes mm. sense. And, and, you know, 
Chris, going back to, you know, you, you mentioned the FBI informant thing and, and what's going on with the Department of Justice, and we were talking about that a little bit earlier, and this is the biggest political scandal in the history of politics with Obama spying on the Trump campaign and paying an FBI informant to go and see what was going on. And we all know why that was, because Obama was worried about his legacy and all the dirty stuff coming up if Trump won, because he knows Trump would reveal all of the, uh, the dirt and the secrets that were going on in Obama's administration. And, you know, with, with Hillary and all, you know, everything, all the above. Um, and then, you know, now not only is there one FBI informant, now there's rumored to be multiple FBI informants that were uh, going into the Trump campaign and were and spying. I mean, this is this is I, I can't think of anything worse. This makes Watergate look like chopped liver. I mean, this this whole political scandal, and you know, more and more, you know, stuff is coming out on a daily basis, and we're seeing more and more evidence of how John Brennan how James Clapper are complete liars, cons, the way they ran things, the way they made up the P dossier that never existed. Trump peed on some prostitutes in Russia. We all know that's fake, phony. Who can actually believe that? Um, but, you're, you know, it, it's absolutely disgraceful that we, you know, have have this sort of situation and – you know, it, it, it's being laughed at by the left. And now they're saying, oh, we spied on Trump to protect him. Bullshit. Yeah, you know I mean, what, Barack Obama. All, I mean, how can you say that? And how can – this is my this is my question. How can there – how can the Democratic voters actually take that sort of answer seriously? When a Democrat okay. says we spied on Trump to protect him. Oh, my. Are you kidding me? That's like a – that's one of those – I can't even think of a dumber answer. Well, look, first off, Barack Obama's number one legacy will be that he turned the American government against its people rather than against its enemies. That's, that's going to be his legacy. And we're seeing that with the corruption of the Department of Justice. Loretta Lynch, Eric Holder, the guys you mentioned, Comey, Brennan, Clapper, these guys were all part of the upper echelon of corrupt individuals who thought they would, they would choose the next president because the American people couldn't be trusted. Again, they're leftists. This is what they do. Di- they have dictatorial tenets and dictatorial leanings, and that's what we're doing. As opposed to this protection business that I- I've seen the New York Times and others trying to say, oh, no, 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 and Clapper himself. We're, we're tra- we're, we want to protect Donald Trump from the evil Russians. Well, that's funny. Hillary Clinton and the DNC are the only ones who paid Russians, and I didn't see Barack Obama instructing the FBI to install an informant slash spy in her campaign. So wasn't, wasn't Hillary Clinton campaign worthy of a spy or an informant too, but somehow one didn't end up in her campaign. Yeah. Well said. Um, I do believe I have a caller on the line, Chris uh, and, and Gianni. Um, thank you for calling the Rory Sauter show. Who am I speaking with? This is Josh. What's up? Hey Josh, what's going on? How are you? Hey, so uh, real quickly here before I get into Josh my, from my, where? Uh, Josh, Josh, where Ohio, are you from? Ohio, Ohio. Josh from okay. uh, Josh from Ashland, Ohio. So, um, okay. so b- before I get into my question, just real quick, I wanted to say something about you mentioned the legacy of Obama. 
when, when I hear that, I, I almost think it's kind of a cheapening of the word legacy almost because you can, I mean, you can say legacy, but his legacy was to destroy America. So legacy almost makes it sound like he was trying to do something good. Um, but, you know, just to, just to say, say that, it's, it's kind of, he, you know, the legacy that Obama was worried about with Trump coming was that, you know, he wanted Hillary to continue the, the, the dumbing down and destruction um, of, of America and, uh, you know, thank the Lord that Trump is putting a damper on that to the you know best of his ability currently. But, um, but yeah, just uh, a, a quick thing I had to say about uh, just was wondering what you guys thought about John Kerry and his involvement in the Iran deal and his involvement now when he was trying to get, you know, basically trying to talk with Iran to try to get it reversed and just like how the how the current media said nothing about that. And then, and when they did say something about it, they praised Kerry for coming in as a private party and trying to step in between, you know, two countries talking, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's treason and no one's talking about it. Well, the, the irony about all of that is remember when the transition was going on and Michael Flynn was meeting with Russians and this is how the whole Russia thing got started. They were accusing John Kerry of colluding with the Russians, of inappropriately stepping out of bounds because there can only be one president at a time, and they weren't sworn in yet, and Barack Obama was still making policy. The Logan Act is what they used to go after to go after Michael, Michael Flynn. Flynn. Yep. And and all of a sudden, here comes John Kerry. He's out of office. Nobody elected his dumbass. And then all of a sudden, he's over there trying to trying to the be. Money. Yeah, he, he's trying to be uh, relevant still, and nobody asked him to, and he is, he is in violation of the Logan Act, and all the basket of biased press just says, oh, ho, ho, don't care. Uh, it, it shows that the folks who are – the majority of the folks that are in the press are not dedicated journalists. They're dedicated Democrats. And here, here's another problem I see as well with, you know, with, with what you said, Josh. Um, you know, I, I see the media – you know, once and this has always been kind of an issue. Once the next big story comes out, it's almost like they ignore and they don't pay as much attention to. You know, obviously the John Kerry thing was, you know, uh, a big deal in headlines for like a day or two, and then you basically saw it disappear because uh, you have all this other stuff coming out. But with with, with situations and scenarios to this this severe and to this extent. I mean, you have to keep her. They, I mean, I can't believe news news outlets are not reporting and taking this more seriously and getting to the bottom of this. And you know, law law, you know, officials. I mean, there's no. But I mean, it's it's crickets with the whole John Kerry thing right now. Josh, you're absolutely right. Like I, I have you know, I haven't heard John Kerry get brought up in a couple of weeks, and and that's and that's a problem with the mainstream media. When the next big news news story comes out, they just move on. It's like they don't give a fuck. Well, and well, I, something that, I think is also nothing. Something I think is also they've been they've been ahead. on Trump for two they've been on Trump for two years on on alleged yeah. Russia collusion that nobody has any proof of. So th- yeah. th- the only time they get off of stories that uh, that that should be talked about more is when it pertains to Democrats. When it's Republican exactly. malfeasance, they, they stay on a jaywalking charge for three years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, it's 
that's the thing. Yeah. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, I, I was just at the CNN center in Atlanta yesterday and it's so absolutely ridiculous that I'm just trying oh, wow. to go in there to get a, get some ice cream. And I look up <laughs> and they're talking about Trump and I'm like, what I just find it very interesting that they're they try so very 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 hard to try to get nitpick him and get him on something because they they just feel like they have to because of their politics. But then when there's legitimate stories, even even stuff that doesn't involve um you you know politics like like the only reason for for instance the shooting in the shooting that ha- just happened in Texas they they decided that they didn't want to use that to twist it to push their agenda so you heard about it for about 15 minutes and then it disappeared you know as, as the only the only news stories that they push anymore no matter how newsworthy it is it doesn't matter if they can't push their agenda it, it, it's not even news anymore. It's 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 just it's a it's basically just a biased media, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, true. Very well said. Yeah, absolutely. Gianni, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like I agree with everything you guys say. You know, it's like you see this in the media all the time. Like you know, when I would I would watch when it comes to like Trump speeches and things of that nature, and I would watch. And every time he said something about jobs, he said something about the economy, they would cut it off. I mean, this is literal. I, I would yeah. promise yeah. God on everything. I would watch yeah. Fox News, and then I'll turn to CNN to see the speeches. And I saw how they would just shut it off when he said, oh, we have a breaking news. And they talk about, you know, him not uh, getting two scoops, which is total bullshit, and all this other stuff. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was also – Watching uh, one of his uh, speeches when he says, "Look at the crowd. They don't. They don't turn the camera around because they want people to think that America is not about the message." And you know, just like with the whole uh, when Josh said about the Iran deal, you when you think about that, like that it's not giving getting covered like that because they don't want to cover it. It's all the same right. people. These people go to mansion parties together. These people, and even Republicans, is a part of it. People think it's yep. just Democrats. No, it's establishment Republicans that are about the same thing. They're all in bed together. Trump. Yeah, they're all in bed together. They go to their matching parties. They screw each other, drink cocktails, and all. let's have yeah. fun politics. And they, You know, they can be on CNN or the news arguing yeah. at each other, Democrat versus Republican, and then, you know, be drinking with each other that night, you know, at some party. So it's all a yeah. game, and it's all a scheme, you know. And even Fox News, you know, you got uh, – Shepard Smith, you know, the jackass, oh, you know, him, yeah. yeah, you got him and you got other people that are up there and they're just saying, saying crazy shit and they're, you know, trying to call him out on lies. And I'm like, come on, dude, are you serious? Yeah, I agree with that. Like the whole thing is nothing yeah. but a biased media. That's all it is. It's meant, it's, right. it's what it is, it's propaganda. They're using Hitler tactics, right. basically. Right. Hey, Chris, Chris, I really, Chris, I really want to get into, um, I really want to ask you about this. Um, you know, a couple of things. First of all, you know, you know, we all, you know, I knew from the start, and I've talked about, talked about this on my show many times, um, that we were never going to get in a trade war. I mean, we were already in a trade war, but all these people were saying Trump is going to ruin things with China, all this stuff. But as of today, we, China... Uh, has made an agreement, $370 billion, that will, it will reach, to sl- it will slash $370 billion with a B of U.S. trade deficit. 
So China is making a huge deal with us like never before, and they also um, slashed the tariffs on the car imports. So, I mean, it's one thing after the other. It's another win for Trump. Um, and I've been saying on my show forever, and people have been t- telling me that, why the hell are you encouraging what Trump's doing? He's going to start a trade war. He's going to do all this bad stuff with China. And, you know, I get, I get contacts on social media, message, and, you know, it's, it's the total opposite. Trump is, going to win, is winning. I mean, it, China, you know, is, is not going to cross Trump. And I knew Trump was going to come out on top with this, uh, with this victory. There's no doubt about it. I knew he was going to win it. Your thoughts? First thing, first thing, China, they're a bunch of communists. So, number yeah. one, until the yep. deal is signed, until the, it's, it's ironclad and we start getting into something that's real and verifiable, I, I, I have never – you guys remember, uh, what was it, Star Trek VI, um, the undiscovered country? And James Kirk was saying, I've never trusted Klingons. I've never been able to forgive them for the death of my boy. Well, that's how I feel about the Chinese. I don't, I, I don't trust communists, and I never have, and I never will. So that, all that being said, Donald Trump is a pro-American negotiator, and we know that he's not going to give in to the communists. He's going to try to right. get the best deal that's possible for the United States. And yes. I, I will say this about Donald Trump. He's getting a heck of a lot farther than anybody else is getting, uh, than, than anybody else has gotten. That's Bush, certainly Obama. Obama didn't even try. Uh, Clinton or anybody else, we finally have somebody that wants America to finish first for a change instead of always saying it's somehow our fault or giving away our wealth, giving away our sovereignty. So uh, all that being said, I think that Donald Trump is on is posturing well, is, do, is using all of the tools at his disposal with the, with the intention of America winning, which is a refreshing change. And that's what makes Donald Trump, in my mind, Superior to Barack Obama, at least he's pro-American. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And here's the thing: here's the thing. I, you know, I, and it is, it is, uh, you know, a, a done deal. Uh, you know, this th- they did announce. Uh, you know, they did slash the tariffs on car imports. That's a done deal. They announced that today, and they are That's going. Done. They already reached a deal to slash three hundred seventy billion dollars from the U.S. trade deficit. So, well, that, we all that, know. We all know Trump has a good relationship. Look, yeah, I just got to be. I just got. I don't want you guys to get your hopes up in case, just like Kim Jong Un, the Chinese decide to pull a fast one. This is all negotiation. Right. This is what we've agreed to in principle. It's called a a framework. Now they got to get the dirty details done. And, and, and once it's signed, and once it's done, then throw, then we throw a party. Right. I mean, but it's 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 not. It's ninety nine point nine percent done. They just have to. I mean, it's it's done. It's pretty much a done deal. I mean, they they agreed and. Uh, President Xi, as we all know, has a close relationship with Trump. And, uh, you know, I just – they're communicating well, which is very important. Um, and we have yeah. – and we all know Trump, Trump, Trump's, econ, Trump's economic team is phenomenal. We all know this. He's got great uh, – Steve Mnuchin, Larry Kudlow. He's got some great names on his staff. Um, you know what I really want to ask you, though, Chris? It's very important. I want to switch topics just a little bit. But the – there was a report out today. There has the U.S. The U.S. has imported more than 10 million immigrants in the last decade. Obama was in office about eight years, so that's pretty much all of Obama's blame. Because Bush, in two years, if I had to guess, maybe a few hundred thousand illegal immigrants came in during the Bush times. 
Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, look, illegal immigration has been a long-time problem for that's spanned four decades. Both political parties are at fault. I think uh, everybody within the sound of our voice can rest assured that both political parties, Republicans and Democrats, have betrayed the American people on this issue because their special interests want it. The American people don't, but they want it. So they have lied. They have schemed. They have told us that things are secure when things are not, and – Finally, the American people got fed up with all of the, the cons and the BS being shoveled our way by, by Democrats and Republicans, and that's what principally elected Donald Trump is because the American people are tired of it. Now, the, the, all this sanctuary business that's going on in California, I, yeah. I'm in a state which I'm hoping the rest of the country will emulate. Texas has passed a law that makes sanctuary cities illegal. And if you are a, an elected leader, a Democrat, uh, violating the law and trying to, to release MS-13 gang members on the streets to, to harm Five Americans, years, right? yeah, then you are going to be state of Texas if you do that. So Isn't it five um, years or something? Didn't they say like a – the, the penalty the, – the punishment re- requires the elected official to give up their office, number one. And number two, I think there is a – there is a leeway of discretion as far as to how much time they do. I thought it was up to five years. Maybe uh, that's what I thought I read. Maybe I read it wrong. uh, My understanding is that there's, there's plenty of discretion for the judges, but the primary thing is that if you're a Democrat using your position uh, to help illegal alien felons stay in America, you're out of your elected position in Texas. And the, just the 10 million immigrants thing, I mean, doesn't that seem ridiculous to you? And we all know probably majority of them are in California and Texas. Uh, there, there's a lot of them in both of those states and even some of these East Coast states. But, you know, it, it, I would think – that just? I mean, I would think, a, you know, I don't, 10 million seems – what are your thoughts? I mean, do you think that's an accurate number in the, in the last decade? I mean, I, I know Obama was all about bringing in illegals. Uh, but uh, what, what are your thoughts on just that number? The, the number is we have no way of knowing, and that's the that's the, the crappy was, part about all. Wait, the, there the, was the a federal government. Yeah, I, I'm saying that the individuals who prevent us from stopping illegal aliens from accessing schools and and all of this, they make sure that they hide all of their numbers. As a matter of fact, the state in which I'm in, the numbers leaked out about how many illegal alien felonies are being committed and it was a it was leaked data it was never supposed to be seen by the american people so they do their best to hide just how bad it is uh our government's not been honest with us for quite some time so i i can't honestly tell you what the real number is all i know is it's millions and it's un, it's unacceptable right it, it's and we have and we have all these democrats and we we all know why the democrats want to protect them they want the votes and they right. want to you know and you know they treat us american they treat americans like second class citizens these democrats and it's disgraceful and well, not just democrats know, man don't forget it's it's republicans too. the rhino I mean, republicans rhino exactly yeah. the chamber of commerce republicans i mean like i said both political parties have conspired to betray the majority of americans on this single issue the the united states government is primarily responsible for our illegal immigration problem. They refuse to fix it. They refuse to listen to the American people, and that's why the American people 
elected Donald Trump. Hey, guys, I'm looking at the clock here. I got to scoot. It's been fun. Okay. Okay. Hey, anything you want to announce, go ahead. Uh, well, guys, just uh, check out the, the program. You can find us at chrissalcedo.com, C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O.com. Check and, and, it out. Chris, Chris, before you go, um, real quick, with, with what you're doing with the, you know, you're the director of the Conservative Hispanic Society, uh, anything, pro- any projects you guys are doing lately, anything you guys are working on, uh, you know, in, in depth on? Not, nothing in depth at this point. We're in, and we're kind of a building stage at this point. We're trying to consolidate our membership, consolidate a voting block so we can turn it into something positive. I can tell you this, in the state of Texas, the last gubernatorial election, a majority of Latino men voted for the conservatives. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Really? What was the percentage on that? 54% of Latino males voted for the conservative Republican governor and the conservative Republican lieutenant governor. It was rather historic. Of course, the press didn't tell you about it. You mean Governor, governor Abbott? Governor Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. That's correct. What are your what real wait real quick? What are your thoughts on Governor Abbott? I want to know. You live in the state of Texas. I, I want to know what you think of him. Uh, b- well, both the governor and the lieutenant governor are good good guys, very good conservatives, um, and are working very very much to make Texas a leader not only in the United States but also a, a conservative leader uh, around the United States to show these left wing states how we prosper, how we provide jobs. And how their their left wing idiocy is is ruining their states. Example: California just announced it wants to give health care to illegal aliens for free. Texas says, "No, I think we can do better than that." So, yeah. And now, what, now, now, what do you think about Alabama sues the federal government for counting illegal immigrants in the census? How do you feel about that? Well, I understand where Alabama's coming from. It's because if they don't count illegals and California does, they, they lose representation, right? So um, I, I think that Alabama, I think there ought to be something that's uniform in the census that, uh, that uh, everybody should have that question asked, but everybody's got to be counted. I, I would love to know how many illegal aliens are here. That would, that would, be, that would be eye-opening, I would think. Yeah, absolutely, man. It, it really it really. It really would. Um, before you go, though, any uh, any questions, guys? Gianni, Josh, you got any questions for uh, for Chris before he goes? Oh well, well, I'm yeah, totally, I, think, uh, I think we're good. Oh yeah, I think yeah, I'm ahead. totally satisfied. All right, perfect. Have a great night, you guys. It's been fun. Chris, right. thank you for coming on. We really appreciate you. Um, and your book. Uh, what what? Tell everybody about your book real quick before you go. Uh, Liberty Rises is the title. You can catch it at chrissalcedo.com. All the information is there. Perfect. And I will have the audience do that. Uh, It's been a pleasure, Chris. We will have you back soon. Um, Thank you, my friend. Have a great night, guys. You too. Take care. Cheers. Uh, Chris, everybody. Um, Really appreciated having him on. He was a, a terrific guest, um, best-selling author, talk show host, political strategist, and the executive director of the Conservative Hispanic Society. Um, you know, he just gave out his website. You can check that out. Um, you know, he's a very, very popular and uh, recognizable guy. Um, so, yeah, so definitely uh, check his stuff out. Great having him on. 
Um, we still have a lot to get to. Um, I want to get to real quick, though. A new poll came out today, and this is extremely exciting. We have the Democrats. I mean, we have the Republicans up by six points in, the, in a new midterm poll. In a new midterm poll, the Republicans are now up by six points. Let me remind you, folks, just a few weeks ago, the Democrats were leading by double digits. Now the Republicans are up by six points. This is a new Reuters poll. Um, you know, he um, – it's, it, it's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, people are starting to see the difference and seeing the American truth. They're, they're starting to see – they're opening their eyes. I mean, these polls prove it. I mean, how, what, what other poll have we ever seen where Democrats are leading double digits, and two weeks later the Republicans are ahead by six points? It's amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Gianni. Yeah. I know you have thoughts on this. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, you know, I, that's what I'm doing, you know, me and Josh. We're right now we're uh, campaigning for Alan Wilson for Attorney General for South Carolina, and you know, that's what all the work is for. You, you know, we lost that's Josh. What we're I'm going to get him back on real quick. But go ahead. Okay, yeah. So that's what, you know, that's what's going on. Like, the whole thing is we're campaigning for the red wave. That's the whole point. Because, you know, people think that when President Trump's win, that's it. You know, there's no more voting, you, no more campaigning, no more getting the word out there. And that's what it's all about. So I really like that uh, – you know, that new poll and everything. And I think that hard work is paying off. You know, even Trump said what was going on. He said he figured out why uh, the opposite party loses, you know, the House and, you know, uh, and everything, because everybody gets lazy. And that's the thing. We can't be lazy when we're draining the swamp. We, you know, it takes work, and that's what's going on. So true. Well said. Josh, your thoughts. We were just talking, basically. Good to have you back on, Josh. We lost you for a second. But we, I was just discussing um, a new poll came out today, and the Republicans in the midterms are now leading by six points. Let me remind you, a couple weeks ago, the Democrats were up by double digits. So this is a big turn of events. Um, the American people are starting to see the truth, and they're opening their eyes, obviously. I mean, it would be uh, it would be incredible if, because uh, you know, historically the uh, the uh, uh, the the side of the elected president always loses his uh, his footing in Congress and in the Senate um, during the midterms. So if yep. if if the Republican Party would be able to reverse that historically, even even just slightly, would be an incredible uh, victory for the party and um, right. for Trump uh, more than anything. Oh, absolutely. 100%, Josh. And, you know, you make a great point. And, I mean, history was made when Donald Trump won. Look at everybody that said, look at, for instance, I was laughing at this earlier today. I, I, I saw online a throwback uh, moment, and it showed New York Times poll, Hillary Clinton, 97% chance of winning the election. Donald Trump, 3% chance. This was like a week before. And everybody said Donald Trump would not do it. And Donald Trump proved everybody wrong. He won. He made history. I see the same thing happening with uh, this red, you know, in November. I see a big red wave coming, and I see a lot of the Democratic Party getting 
arrogant right now and getting very cocky and basically, um, you know, they're thinking that, you know, they're, they're just going to automatically, um, you know, they, they in their own minds think Trump is doing a terrible job because they watch CNN and they watch MSNBC and they fill their heads with all that uh, pollution and garbage. Um, but if you, really look, if you really look at it, these people, these Democrats, these leftists, they think Trump is doing such a bad job that they think it's just going to be an automatic blue wave, but they don't even have the facts. No, I, I, I mean, absolutely. And one of the things I find most interesting, and I think this is different historically than the normal midterm elections, is that with Trump's you know, crazy victory that set history, something that hasn't changed, normally when that would happen was, the the other party pivots enough where they can get you know the the middle voter to swing their way the problem is the democrat party the the democrat voter base a lot of them that aren't like the extreme progressives a lot of them have pivoted but the candidates have not the candidates are still spewing everything that hillary spewed that lost her the election it's you know it's it's the the democrat party has a great opportunity to pivot and they're being foolish they're playing. They're they're still talking about. I mean, it's their whole agenda. It, it's communism. It's socialism. It, it's their, you know, their whole message is free, 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 free. I mean, they have no they have no valid or uh, sufficient, uh, you know, messages for the working class people, for the educated, for the, you know, they they just they just don't for the, for the for the everyday voter for the everyday American. They do not have a message. They don't have it. There's nothing. I mean, there's no merit whatsoever. Um, real, real quick though, Josh, I want you to respond, but, uh, we have a caller calling in. Uh, thank you for calling the Roy Sauter show. Who am I speaking with? Hello? A seven, seven, four number. Yes. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, Darcy. Yes. Darcy. Hello, Darcy. Where are you from? Uh, Massachusetts. Okay. You've been. Is this your first time calling in? Yes. Okay. Uh, what's going on? Oh no. Uh, yeah, my friend Gianni. He uh, he just said I should call in, and I guess Sheriff Joe Pari would be available or something. Oh, Sheriff Joe's not on tonight. He uh, he'll be on uh, later this week or early next week. All right. So, what is the topic of discussion right now? Uh, I want to I want to get back to Josh, but <clears throat> what we were talking about is the a new midterm poll came out, and what what's going on is the Democrats were in the lead. Uh, they had a double-digit lead a couple weeks ago in the midterm polls, and now, as of today, the Republicans are up by six points. So, uh, I mean, they're yeah. a big, big turn of events. <clears throat> but, Josh, I wanted to get your response. Sorry, man. Yeah, no worries. I mean, um, I, it's it's. I mean, you're absolutely right with the inflection of you know basically socialism in the Democratic Party. It's almost to an extent of. They they really thought with Hillary 
coming after Obama, that they would be able to push their agenda to a whole new level. Um, and with Trump stopping, they've almost been caught with their pants down because they thought that they were going to be able to waltz in with the presidency. Um, and, and since they weren't, they don't know what to do because they're still trying to push their super progressive socialist agenda, socialist candidates, and just overly progressive candidates. But the problem is that's not what their voter is now, is now thinking with Trump's victory and seeing Trump's success. So it, they're put in a very awkward situation, uh, and I mean, realistically, the only candidate that I've even heard of that fit with the, the the current Democrat and voter and current voter in general that the Democrat was Doug Jones, and obviously he beat uh, Judge Roy Moore down in Alabama. I mean, and there was a lot of extra circumstances that even had to go to him getting that victory, and he's the most. Um, you know, middle of the road Democrat, as you can possibly, you know, Doug Jones is basically a Republican that's, uh, you know, pro-choice. Um, so right. like that's, it's, it's all they've been able to have so far. Very, very true. Very true. Um, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, we're, the other indications are, you know, the GOP set the fundraising record in, in April and as the Democrats are hit their lowest point, since 2006 with raising money. I mean, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Um, we have another, we have another caller on the line. Uh, thank you for calling the Rory Sauter show. Who am I speaking with? Oh, Hey, uh, this is, uh, uh, Justin Ashbrook. I'm also from mass Boston area. Oh hey, what's up, man? How are you, Justin? Good to, good to hear from you. Oh, I'm uh, I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem, man. We were we were just talking about and, and Darcy, you still on the line? Yes, sir. Yep. And Gianni, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, excellent. So, so yeah, we you know, uh, there's just there, there's so many strong indications that. It looks like a red wave. I mean, this is going to be a red wave in November. I, I mean, I, I'm seeing all of the uh, signs. I, I just see the Democrats sinking and sinking and sinking every day, especially all of, especially after all of this um, FBI stuff comes out about the uh, spying on the Trump campaign. We just see more and more of how the Democrats tried to frame President Trump. And, you know, we, we're just seeing, I mean, the, the American people are, are seeing the truth. They're seeing with their own eyes of what's really going on. And I think that's why the polls are changing. I mean, you know, and, you know, you also, you know, have everything going on right now in our country. That's perfect. I mean, Trump is on a roll, and there's a lot of people that see that, that didn't see that before, that, you know, are, there's a lot of people that are getting red pills. You know what I mean? Guys, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, just to continue on that, it's, I, I, I mean, that's that's the that's the way it's going to be. The problem right. is for the Democratic Party that that yeah. um, with with Trump's success, especially you know the, with uh, economic success, you can't the econo- you know the numbers basically don't lie. 
So yeah. when when the voters that were in the middle that voted for Hillary are and listen to the mainstream media are seeing the results. Like the results isn't a campaign promise. The results is what's actually happening, and what's actually happening is good. What what can the Democratic Party say? Yeah, I mean they have all their message right now is hate Trump. Trump's a racist, Nazi. You know, resist, resist, resist. Uh, you know, I don't know how they can say anything bad about, you know, you know, the numbers don't lie. You know, facts don't lie. What Trump's doing every day with fulfilling all his promises and all his campaign, um, you know, agenda. I, I mean, how how can anybody, uh, de- you know, deny that or try to? Uh, I mean, you can't you can't hide uh, greatness. That's for damn sure. No, absolutely. I do you do. You, would you mind if I, I kind of pivoted into a question for you, not to not to take control of your show, obviously, but yeah, go ahead. So just uh, just a quick uh, kind of a thought I had. Um, wh- where do you think the the do you ever see or, or think because of the downfall of the Democratic Party, if the Democratic Party continues to fall, we don't know. This could this could be the beginning of the end. For the Democratic Party, another party could rise up. Like it could be, you know, move into something like the super progressive. Basically, could it could be the Libertarian guy. Party. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Do you think? Do you think yep. that like a Libertarian Party or an Independent could uh, could rise up to take the no spot of a failing party? I, I, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a very good question, and. <laughs> It's a very it's a very interesting question. Um, see, since the Democratic Party has been around for so damn long, it's always been either Democrat or Republican, and those have been the main no, uh, big parties. No, it's not the Democrat or Republican. What the fuck? No noise in the background. Who's ever making noise? It can't can't be noise on the show. Um, it, it messes up the uh, the studio. Hold on a second. Um, but anyway, are you still there, Josh? To answer your question, um, so the Democratic Party has been around for so long. I don't know if it's going to completely vanish, completely be destroyed, completely gone. They're going to have to come up with some sort of game plan, uh, and they're going to have to have new characters in there, new people. Um, do I see it going away, the Democratic Party? That's, is that essentially what you're asking? Do, do you, like, are you asking if I think it's going to be abolished? More, more, more than more than what I'm not sure what that noise is, but uh, more more than what I'm talking about is um, uh, basically, do you think that a third party like the Libertarian Party or any independent party could legitimately make some sort of impact? Into our quote-unquote two-party system, uh, is, you know, less of the fall of the dem- Democrats and more of the rise of another party because people, Democrats, would be looking for a new home because they're unhappy with the Democratic Party. Uh, repeat it one more time. Say it one more time. Basically, do you? I mean, to say it the most simply, simplest way I can, do you see the? Could you, you see were the possibility for, you were of a third party? You were cutting gotcha. out for a second. Yeah. 
do you see the do you see the like could you see a third party making waves um more than they have in the past basically well can can I actually uh, I could, um yeah real quick real real, uh, real quick let me let me answer this real quick yes i okay. could see i could see a lot of people leaving the democratic party i could see i could just see i could see a lot of people shifting to because there, I just don't see. I mean, there's been a lot of Democrats that have voted, you know, for Trump, and we know this. You know, there's a lot of Bernie people that voted for Trump, and we know they kind of switched, and you know, they they didn't want to vote for Hillary, um, they didn't want to vote for the Democrat. I mean, that's that's one sign right there. Think about that. Just think about how Trump got millions of Democratic votes. He got millions. I think he got like seven or eight million Democrats to vote for him, which is pretty which is pretty impressive. I mean, he turned. Uh, Pennsylvania blue. He turned uh, Ohio. Well, he won Ohio. And then what other? He turned Pennsylvania. Uh, he he turned Pennsylvania red. He turned um, God. What's the? Give me Ohio. He won. And then the other big one, Michigan. He turned Michigan red, um, which was which was huge. But you think about there's people every day slowly leaving the democratic party. Like, and I don't know if that, that means the end, like really abolish the democratic party, but if they want to have something that's going to be, have merit and have sense and have sufficiency and have like something that's, uh, you know, durable and, and, and a worthy message, then they're going to have to totally, uh, you know, clean house. I mean, it, their, their message right now and their characters in there, um, you know, it's not, it's just not going to work. It, 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 people are leaving the Democratic Party because of the putting illegal aliens first, you know, you know, all of, all of that stuff. I mean, it, it's, so I, yes, a lot of people, I could see the Democratic Party not being as powerful as they are, as they once were. I could mm-hmm. see it in the near future, them, you know, Getting a lot of people keep leaving and leaving. Yeah. I can just see it, I, but I but I don't think the Democratic Party will ever be gone, gone. Mm-hmm. But I I strongly believe that you know they're in a lot of trouble, just in terms of with their voters, you know, with their whole uh, curriculum. Uh, there's just yeah, I mean there, there's not uh, there's no, there's nothing there. I mean what do they have? Um, but that's why a lot of voters left. You know they, there's. Can I, they're not can I make a point, please? Yes. Hi, yeah, this is Darcy. So, full disclosure, I'm on the Libertarian Party Massachusetts State Committee, um, so I have yeah. some not really insider information. It's kind of out there. The Republican Party is also getting smaller along with the Democrats. The LP recorded its largest membership increase ever, while the Republican Party and the Democratic Party have gone down in membership. Um I agree with your red wave that you were talking about earlier. I do not think it'll be a blue wave, but the LP is uh, growing quite fast, and the Republican and Democrats should both be aware of that. Can well, I? Um, yeah, but uh, if but I can just add quick. to that. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, uh, thank you. So, um, just to add to what Anta Dursey was saying, one of the reasons why we're talking about reasons why Trump won, I think one of the big reasons why Trump won is because. In his rhetoric, at least, he was anti-war. He said we should stop nation building, which I think is very popular with the American people. Uh, and I think when you see people leaving the Democratic Party, it's uh, a lot of it is because um, you, you know they they don't stand for that either. So when you have 61% of Americans um, 
who want to see a third party and over 50% registering independent. I think that's a huge thing. And I think that's a huge contributing factor to that. Absolutely. I want to go back and talk, uh, respond to Darcy real quick. Darcy, when I said more people are going towards the Republicans, I mean the Trump, like Trump, the Trump party, like voting for the outsider, not voting for the establishment itself, but voting for the outside, voting for somebody that's going to continue the mega agenda. That's where a lot of people are going towards because they're seeing what Trump's doing for the country. I don't mean like the rhinos and the mm-hmm. Repu- you know there's a difference mm-hmm. between the you know what I call the Trump party and then a Republican. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a big, I actually very big much difference. so agree. Because yeah, Trump's his own guy, so and there's just people that are voting for Trump because it's uh-huh. Trump and because you know exactly. he's, he's not. Trump's bipartisan. He does whatever he thinks is right. You know yes. what I mean? He's not. Well, he's a Democrat, he's so. For, he was. He was in the nineties. Yeah, well, when he lived no. in New York. He's he's actually more progressive than Hillary, but. I. I, I mean, know, H- I Hillary think... was you know anti-gay marriage, and Trump is actually pretty cool with it. Well, he's not. Um, you know, I I don't think he's. Uh, here's the thing. Mike Pence, you know, I, I know has a big issue with it. Um, I I think Trump is going to talk about that eventually. But I don't think mm-hmm. it's on his. I don't think it's on the top of his list. You know. Sure. But the yeah. gay marriage thing. The gay marriage thing. You know, I uh, I have mixed feelings about. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, perhaps we could agree government should be out of marriage completely. Or mm-hmm. what? Perhaps we can agree government should be out of marriage completely. I. Uh, you know, I, I just. I don't want to get into the whole marriage. I just. You yeah, know, no I big deal. That, no problem. Yeah, you know, I I just think there's more to to worry about than you know the whole gay marriage thing at this point. I think Republicans in the past have taken that thing way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I don't I don't ne- I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, yeah. But I, I'm kind of more indifferent than anything to to it. Um, sure. But you know, but Trump is more concerned with what really matters, and that's the economy. Mm-hmm. That's canceling mm-hmm. the Iran nuke deal. That's making good trade deals. Mm-hmm. That's you know. Building our mm-hmm. military, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. the, the LGBTQ community uh, is not on the top of his list right now, and, and we all know that. Sure, actually, uh, I agree. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, for example, both my parents are Democrats, um, and neither of them actually care about anything of that sort. Uh, they care about normal people, how they're going to get paid more at the end of the week, or how, you know, they're going to be able to save more money. Uh, you know, Clinton Democrats. <laughs> right. Right, no, I hear you. Which is why two-time uh, Obama voters started voting for Trump. That's one large reason, because <laughs> uh, their wow. party kind of abandoned them. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and no doubt about it, man. Um, mm-hmm. jo- Josh, Josh, I know you or so- somebody was on the line that wanted to respond. Oh, I, I mean, uh, I, I was just kind of curious. We were talking about immigration before, and since we have a, a libertarian on, I was I was kind of curious to see what and what their take would be on immigration in general, because I think they would. I, I we, you know, the libertarian really isn't view isn't really you know presented that that often. Um, so right. I, I didn't know if you would you would mind that. I, you know, not my show. Oh yeah, go ahead. If if, if the libertarian. Uh, I, 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 I believe it's uh, Dursey who's the re- re- libertarian, correct? And uh, me as well, yeah. 
yeah, oh, yeah, sir, go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Myself give, give your, and Justin your, on the line here. Yeah, give yeah, give your thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah, so I imagine are you I imagine you're a Trump guy, are you pro wall, I would imagine. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, yeah, I, we would disagree for sure there. Why why are you pro wall if I would if I would ask? Um, I I'm I because these illegal immigrants come across the border like they own okay. they own our country. What ha- what happens if we sure. go there illegally and mess around? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm aware. It. You know, yeah, what actually, I mean? in like, some countries it, they'll jail you. Yeah, or shoot you. It just depends how they feel. Um, yeah, you know they. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, I understand completely. Uh, both my parents are legal immigrants. Uh, they came during Ronald Reagan uh, legally, so. I'm very well aware of uh, all that. But so as I was just, I just wanted to know, because some people's response to that would be, you know, drugs, et cetera. Are you more worried about the people coming or the drugs or both? All all of the above. Uh, you know, the heroin epidemic is a big thing that comes from Mexico. Sure. And it also comes from, it also comes sure. from, it also places. comes from Canada. Just, yeah. It's not just yeah. Mexico and that, yeah, it's not just Mexico. Um, but um, you know, there's a lot of drugs. There's cocaine. There's there's all you know, meth. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that comes yep. from Mexico. And here's another. No, let me let me finish. Um, but I'm also oh, concerned yeah. about MS13. I'm also concerned about all yep. the rapists, murderers. Yep. Um, they're walking our streets freely, and we've seen um, the open border policy uh, where they just catch and release, yep. walk right through. Um, yep. I don't see how that's fair. Because you, cause you're, mm-hmm. let's, you know, let's face it. Your parents came here the right way and did it. Fairly came here and became legal citizens. How yeah. is that fair for an illegal citizen to stay in our country? That's a slap in the face of somebody that worked hard to uh, become a legal citizen. Don't you think? I, I can I can answer that. Um, well, so if I can just uh, say, um, well, my philosophy on immigration is to respond to that question. Um, so, in my opinion, there's no way to enforce any border laws without violating private property rights. So. If you have any any immigration rules, you know only this amount of people can come this year. You are violating their right to private property, or or any citizen who they're maybe related to their private property rights. So they 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 obviously should not get welfare, but I think I think it's it's a violation of their rights to tell them that they cannot travel. It's a constitutional right to travel. Con- the Constitution gives right that does not just give rights to U.S. citizens. Um, it it's uh, it's given to persons, anyone. Well, you know, I mean, here here's just a small example. I mean, there there was a report out today. There's ninety million dollars worth of meth hidden in a truck driven by an illegal alien in North Carolina. I mean, how you know this is the kind of shit. And we hear about illegal aliens every other day raping little girls and or go. I mean, we we hear or MS13. Kick, I mean, we we hear about all of this stuff. And and you know why are these people here in the first place? I mean, I, I think the good citizen should, you know, I, I really think that we're, I mean, I know, obviously, we're a country of laws, and I think everybody should abide by them. Like, I'm not allowed to go out and break the law. Why should anybody else, I mean, being here illegally is essentially breaking the law. And, you know, it, it's, it, it's just, it, illegal immigration is a hard thing to, you know, because I get these kids who were here when they were younger, and they, you know, they grew up here. This country is all they know with DACA, and you know, I, I, I have, you know, I, I feel bad for some of these kids, but I also, at the same time, these parents should have been responsible. These parents should have done done it the right way and became legal citizens. These parents were basically harboring 
their kids and teach, this is a bad influence. Basically, I mean, they knew that they were here illegally and that their kids would be in jeopardy at some point. Um, so I just think that's bad parenting. Um, and, and there's, I mean, when does it end? When do you draw a line? Like when, like how, yeah. how long do we keep coddling these people? You know what I mean? Like you yeah, have to draw a fucking yeah, line. Well, yeah. I was going to say that, you know, I kind of agree with you when it comes to like, what about the people that come here legally? Like, how is it fair that, you know, just millions of people, you know, get legalized or millions of people have an opportunity when you have people yeah. in America, you know, that can't, don't, that don't have opportunities that illegal immigrants have. You know, so I think we need to take care of our own first. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and here's, you know, and here's the thing about it. Them walking the streets, especially, there's, there's illegals who get deported under the Obama administration. Ten, to, ten times there was a guy, and he kept coming back. I mean, we need, we're a, a country of laws. I mean, and, and the fact that, you know, we got walked on for so long and taken advantage of, it's sickening. And 10 million, think about this, guys. In the last decade, there's been 10 million illegals uh, imported to the USA. All right, may I comment? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so this is Dursky again. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm still failing to understand. So is your problem with the drugs or the human beings? I don't. I mean, because if it's the people, I just can't understand. I mean, they could get to work, and I mean, I'm sure 99% of them would very much still like to get to work and work legally and all this. So I guess your problem is that they skipped the process, similar to what my parents did. Is that is that the main issue? Because also, if it's the drugs, legalizing well, drugs they, could end they, a lot of problems. First of all, you just said they all work. They don't all work. First of all, it's wrong. They, well, of course, we could we could we could not provide welfare to them. That majority awesome. of them actually. <laughs> majority of them over. I'd say over half of them don't work. Over half of them get welfare and yes. get food stamps. And uh, you, you know, have they a for that, the or yeah, I do actually. Or is that I just do. like I, your I, life I, experience? No, I can actually I can actually prove that to you. Reuters, go look at a Reuters okay. poll from a year ago. Um, but okay. uh, you know you you. Um, you think these illegal immigrants, you're basically treating them like they're innocent um, human beings when their proven facts have – they've committed several crimes, many of them. I'm not saying well, they're all bad, and they never did. But you, you, can't, you can't justify the bad things that they've done. And being here illegally is bad enough. What if we go to another country illegally? Please, please, please specify what happens to us if we go there. Like, I mean, how, how you will how likely you... be jailed or deported. Okay. It's exactly. So why should we, why should we be any different? Why, why should we give special treatment to anyone? Isn't this the country of the American dream to work to no yes, entitlement? Look, work. Yes. 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 Country the American dream. We should be worried. We should be worried when they country, do not want to come here. Of... They come here because we are a country of opportunity. We are a country of immigrants, but we're a country of legal immigrants. If that's what you were going to, you okay. were about to get at. So... Like a lot of people try to say Right. Um, yeah. I just don't agree <laughs> with your stance, man. Like you're coddling. No, it's no problem. You're coddling them, Darcy. Why are you coddling them, bro? I'm not coddling anyone. Yeah. <laughs> like I you mean, would, har- uh, you would harbor. Look, you would they, harbor them. What? You? you would harbor them. Like you, if you are you in, are you in favor of DACA? I don't really care about DACA. I'm not in favor of executive orders at all. I I think it's an overreach of the federal government. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not really my point here. It's my, the point is all of the above. You asked me originally why I was in favor of the wall. 
Yeah, because I would like to know if it was drugs, that issue is solved by legalizing drugs. Right, right, but that's never going to happen. But here's the thing. The, okay. the drugs, the, the, the vetting, the, the people, some of these people in this country, we don't even know who they are. We don't have background checks on them. Sure. These people are wandering, wandering around our streets. Okay. And, you, you know, Darcy, you live in a delusional world if you think all drugs are ever going to become legal. That's the problem with libertarians. They think, they think stupid shit like okay. that. Like, knock that crap. Like, okay. come on, dude. That's never going to happen. Can I um... – So, okay. What? Uh, what? Can hey, I just – What do you got to say? Let's spit it out, man. Okay, cool. So, 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 just to respond to your their criminals, um, actually, U.S. citizens commit crimes at a higher rate than illegal immigrants. So, I think I think it's it's unfair to say that oh, they're they're bringing so much crime when in fact U.S. citizens commit more crime, and well, you, well uh, also a lot of them are unsafe citizens. in their own country. That, that, that doesn't just – you're still trying to justify. What, U.S. citizens, we're in our own fucking country. We can fucking break the law. Illegals don't – shouldn't even be here in the first place. So they have no right to even break the law. They shouldn't even be here. They're, so they're unsafe in their no, own country. There's no argument. They need to stay in their own country if they don't come here legally. They're, they're unsafe in their own country. They're at risk of getting killed. Fuck? How is that our problem? How are we supposed to take care of everybody else? Okay. We're not the fucking Kyle, world please. police. Who the hell are well, you, Actually, John? we are. Actually, we are, you're sir. Because you're an idiot. You're, you're an idiot. Trump, the world police. Donald Trump, Donald Trump bombed we're Syria because we are the world police. So do you, not, do you disagree with your president? Immigrants. You know what? Excuse me. You disagree me. with, with your president. I'll talk. Hey, shut up. I'll talk. Excuse yes. me. Sure. You know what? The biggest problem in this country is all these fucks coming to this our country thinking they're all entitled. Think they can leech off taxpayers and they, they, they all this crap. And you know what? It's been proven and there's facts on it. So I don't need you to fucking contradict me what you're about to do and say, oh no, that's wrong. You know what? Come, come well, on. What are you gonna say, Darcy? Well, you 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 do realize we have millions of Americans also on welfare. You give dead, but they're Americans. Or thousands, they at least. I, I don't actually here. know the correct number. They belong here. They no belong one should get welfare. Welfare is theft. Like you have dirty. You have no. You have no argument. You have no dog in this fight. I literally. You just said we are not the world police. Yet we are bombing Syria. Your president authorized Good. bombing unconstitutional bombings in Syria. Oh yeah, they were. Oh yeah, unconstitutional, huh? Invading the in Jerusalem, our embassy, fucking people trying to. But you just said Israeli it's not our problem. You know what? You know what? I'll Article tell you one, right now, everybody on the, the Congress. You know what? Shut up. I'm telling you and everybody this on the goddamn air. I am so happy that the Israeli soldiers blew at those fucking Gaza fucking uh, Palestinians' heads off. And I'm happy because if you invade somebody's territory, especially an embassy, be prepared for the fucking consequences. Just like if you enter somebody's <laughs> house without, without, without permission, you're going to get shot in the fucking head. Okay, so Justin just told you that they come to our country because their country is unsafe. You said we're not the world police, yet you just said it's okay to attack other nations because something. I don't understand. So we're only the world police when, when they kill ninety percent. When you like millions. it, it's no different. You're, you're we're protecting our land. Israel was protecting their land just like the U.S. protects their land at the border. What we're doing now with Trump. That's why we have extra people at the border. Where are you going with this? I'm going with that. You, you just told Justin, we're not the world police who gives a fuck about them dying in their countries. 
yet we are bombing people in other nations because yeah, people are dying in the country. Their oil, we're going to get their oil, and we're going to take over. We're going to take over stuff. Okay. We're not letting them. Yeah, because they've been in so here's – the, here's the difference. If you have people threatening you and you have all of this hostility coming from these countries, of course you're going to bomb the fucking shit out of them. What else are you going to mm-hmm. do? If they're a threat to the mm-hmm. U.S. like they are, of course you're going to bomb. What no, else are you going to do, genius? You're going to sit there. They're, they're not a threat to the U.S. You're a dumb libertarian. You, you listen to you, you're, okay. you, you, you. Fuck you, dude. Get off the fucking phone. Moron. Fucking idiot. Um. But anyways, all right. That guy's a fucking idiot. Um. But, uh, but yeah. Johnny, are you still there? Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Josh, are you there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, Josh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the things that I was kind of, that I thought was interesting about that was that, um, when, when they were talking about the, the policing of the world, I will say that, in the past, the U.S. has gotten involved in things that they might maybe shouldn't have uh, in the Middle East. But that doesn't – I mean, if when, – when you attack an ally, you're, you, I mean, you're, you're going to expect retaliation from that ally's other allies, which is what the United States did here recently with these, those Syrian strikes. So I feel like that's a little – that was a little disingenuous, um, along with, you know – I, I think it's a little, also a little disingenuous that you know we're we're going to act like um, that you know that coming across the border as the way that the laws are set up now is breaking the law if you're coming over illegally yeah. and that's for and any country not America. Co- yeah, I think people should be shot if they cross the border illegally. That's just my opinion. I mean, I would I personally wouldn't go that far, but I understand your sentiment. I mean, so it's. It's a, you know, I think it's, they're already a criminal right there. Now, whether that person intended to come and just trying to escape their situation, so to speak, I understand them wanting to escape their bad situation and come to the land of opportunity. But here's, here's the problem with that, though. That's what they're saying about these Syrian refugees. Look at the Syrian yeah. refugees who are trying to, quote-unquote, escape their terrible situation are doing to Europe. They're destroying, they destroyed Germany. They're destroying yeah. other countries as well with the ideology. Not let, not, and we didn't, we didn't I mean, hear that. Libertarian, not even the, we didn't hear the libertarian talk about that, you know? Well, of course not. And, and not even to mention, not even to mention, if you look at the numbers of, of the rebels versus al-Assad in Syria, if you, if you look at those two numbers, that number is not even a third of the number of these supposed poor, poor refugees that can't do anything. If those poor, poor refugees decided to take their country back and turn it into what they wanted it to be, they could easily overthrow both the rebels and al-Assad with a little, I mean, and you, and you, we, we gosh darn know that they would get funded by the United States if they were actually going to push for a better country, because I don't think the rebels or Assad are the, are the answer. But they're just letting these two sides fight and push them out of their poor country. I think it's a bunch of bullcrap to try to push them uh, basically into the whole country or into the whole world and, and move the, the Islamic you know, ideology even farther than it is because all these countries are just going to take them in with open arms. It's ridiculous. No, I hear you. I hear you, man. I mean, you, you, you agree with, you know, with, 
you know, with with what Palestine did trying to Gaza trying to invade uh, the embassy. I mean, you were, you know, it was it was Amos, it was Amos who was uh, trying to attack uh, Israeli soldiers. And what do you expect is going to happen? Of course, you're going to get shot down. And now every, the liberals want to cry. I mean, come on. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, I absolutely agree. So, you know, the the thing is. With a libertarian point of view, it's, I mean, as much as I sympathize with a lot of what they say and some point agree with a lot of what they say, the problem is it's, it, it kind of is a, it's a, it's a, not trying to degrade it, but it's a fairyland type of imaginal world that they're, they want it's to live It's a definition in. of insanity. The problem is, I, it absolutely, is, it's not reality. You can, I'm okay with libertarians pushing to change reality. Like, for instance, libertarians don't want taxes. Well, let's, why don't you push for people or run for office and try to you know, push your agenda to get rid of taxes? Or right. libertarian, there's all kinds of different things libertarians. The problem is they yes. don't want to do that. They just want to talk about how yes. the, it, it should be this way. It'd be better this way, and I can't believe it's not this way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Got, we got a few minutes left. Uh, Gianni, you, your thoughts real quick. Yeah, you know, like I told you how I, how I already feel about it. You know, it's it's good to be a compassionate and everything, you know, but I also think, you know, like you said, it is a country of laws, you know. But as far as DACA, I've always been both ways on that. You know, I, I'm more of a – I got a little bit of more heart on it. Like, you can keep the DACA people now, but I believe anybody else that is to come to this country should not come in. Anybody else. That's my opinion. Um, yeah. That whole, you know, Alan Wilson, you know, he's attorney general. But I believe, you know, Trump, but, but I think it's all a, a thing by the Democrats, because if you see Trump try to legalize and do a deal, but they don't want a deal. They just want control. Right. That's all that is. Right. They don't really care, you know. Right. And here's another thing. You, you got you to gotta take into consideration, you know, you know there, there's, just, there's a lot of things. The wall will, will be built. I see the wall coming in the next I see it being start. It will start being built very soon. It's already been announced, um, and that I mean, once that happens, I mean that will be Trump's bit. You know, one of the biggest things he's ever done, if not the biggest in terms of his presidential legacy. That was one of his biggest promises, and it's coming. It really is. It, 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 it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, right, you know, uh, I want br- to. I want to. I want to bring something up real quick. Um, Michelle and Barack Hussein Osama signed a huge deal with Netflix. Did you guys see that? I I did yeah. not. What what was it about? They basically they signed a huge deal worth millions of dollars, and they're going to be controlling Netflix and basically turning it into a leftist organization with a lot of the with a lot of stuff they produce. I mean, are we surprised? Because I'm not. <laughs> it doesn't. It sounds like something they would do. And you know right. what? Honestly, that's what they have to start doing because they're losing so much traction yeah. in the real political world. They have to start doing stuff yeah. like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it's disgraceful. And you know what? Mark my words, and I'm going to make this prediction right now. Netflix will will be losing a lot of money. <laughs> And they will be, they will, they will file bankruptcy in the next couple of years. All of these people that support Trump are canceling their membership. There are more Americans that rape women. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, you, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting world. We have about 40 seconds. Um, Josh, I'll have you back on, um, tomorrow. Hey, I, uh, I'd love to come back on. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, man. Good to have you, man. Uh, we'll have you back on tomorrow. We got a big show tomorrow. Uh, thanks for coming on brother. Hey, you got it. Uh, make America great again. And, uh, God bless the USA. Yeah. God bless the yeah, USA. The man. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Gianni, my brother, the show is uh, 10 right. seconds left. I will have you back on tomorrow, though. Yeah, absolutely. All righty, man. You have a good night. All right, bye. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Rory Sauter Show. It's been a real pleasure being your host. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, please visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com. Again, that's thedonaldjtrumpstore.com for all your creative, unique uh, apparel and merchandise. Also, uh, visit makingchristianitygreatagain.com. Um, it's another site that I have with a great Trump apparel and merchandise you guys will all love. And uh, check out Rory Sauter TV. You can see a lot of my, uh, a lot of my amazing stuff that I'm working on. And I have a brand-new uh, media company that will be launching this week that I'm very excited to share with you. Um, thank you, guys. Again, we uh, we have a little bit of stuff we didn't get to tonight that we will get to tomorrow. Um, but uh, but yeah, have a great night. Um, God bless. I'm Rory Sodder. Cheers, everybody. See you tomorrow. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.